Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. We've got a lot to get to today on the podcast, um, previewing the running back position in the spring. I'm going to start doing these position by position previews as we're, you know, look, about a month and a half away from spring ball starting. Going to start knocking some of these out for you guys as we get more clarity on what these position groups are going to look like. And I started with running back for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's the position that's most settled uh, and we're, we might not see any attrition. Uh, we could, um, but at the very least, SMU has their two transfers in. Uh, they know for the most part who their main contributors are, contributors are coming back. And I think it's one of the most talented position groups on the team now as well. So I wanted to lead off with them and break them down and kind of how I see things panning out, at least before we get a look at Jalen Knighton and LJ Johnson in an SMU practice jersey in spring and just kind of share some thoughts on the position. And look, I think this is a group that last year coming into the season, the wide receiver position had all the buzz. You had Rasheed Rice coming back. You had Jordan Curley. You added Jake Bailey. Bo Corrales was supposed to be a big receiving target. This spring, it's the running back group. You have Kamar Wheaton coming back. You have Jalen Knighton and LJ Johnson entering the fold. But oh, wait, you also have Tyler Levine coming back for another season of college football. And not to mention Velton Gardner, who uh, led the team in yards per carry average out of the running back group. For the 2022 season, he's set to return as well. 
when you assess what this running back group did in 2022, I would say that it took Rhett Lashley and staff a little bit to find the right guys back there as far as the rotation. And it's a tough position to look back on and say, well, did they do that wrong? Because if you looked at Velton Gardner and even Trey Siggers and and uh, even TJ McDaniel had a spurt there, Kamar Wheaton had a spurt early. Those are the guys that really dominated it as far as yards per carry went and producing at a high level early on. You know, Tyler Levine came on late in the year and looking back, you know, SMU should have gotten him a little bit more burn earlier. He was that good. Um, but you look at some of his early games, uh, he didn't get much, you know, run against Maryland, just one carry, two yards. I believe that was a fourth down stop. And then didn't get a carry against TCU or UCF. But then from there, took off. He averaged four yards per carry. Uh, he averaged over 4.2 yards per carry the rest of the way in the regular season, except the regular season finale against Memphis, where he averaged 2.6 yards per carry, but still toted the rock 25 times. So hindsight is always 20-20. SMU should have gotten Tyler Levine involved earlier, but what they were dealing with was a group of veteran backs that were also coming back. They had to get Kamar Wheaton ready. Uh, TJ McDaniel did some good things early on, um, and Velton Gardner was looking like a guy that could potentially be someone uh, that really, really was key um, overall. Uh, for SMU. And he ended up being, I believe, the team's second leading rusher. Yes, he did. So he had that great touchdown run against UCF. That's, that was what everyone was looking for. So when assessing that running back group, I think the a big key here is how they found Tyler Levine's groove late in the season. They got Kamar Wheaton when he was healthy involved, and he built some confidence. Average 5.2 yards per carry on the season. Those are building blocks for 2023 and early in the season mind you the offensive line was still trying to figure itself out from a run blocking perspective now things are settled you lose Jalen Thomas you lose Owen Condon you lose Joe Bissinger they're gonna have to find three guys who can play at you know what they ended up being at which was a high level in terms of run blocking especially kind of late in the year Um, that was when the run game really took off for SMU so Now you fast forward to the spring. SMU lost TJ McDaniel, who's not found a new home, and Trey Siggers to the transfer portal. And those things happen. And I think for Trey, you want a big role in your final season of college football. It was clear to TJ McDaniel, I feel like, that he was going to get passed up permanently on the depth chart with Kamar Wheaton's emergence, with Tyler Levine emerging, with Jalen Knighton and LJ Johnson coming in. Those are all things that were going to happen to him. So He's going to graduate in the spring. He's going to move on and find a better place uh, for him to finish out his college football career. What they bring to the table now is two running backs and LJ Johnson, who comes from Texas A&M, and Jalen Knighton from Miami, two very different styles of running backs. And I don't want to give away our our story on on theponyexpress.com, but Casey Woods, the offense coordinator, spoke uh, plenty with us about every signee. So check out those stories. If you're not a subscriber, check us out. $10 $10 a month, um, you can join uh, on the Pony Express. But one thing about those two is they're very different styles. You have Jalen Knighton, who's this explosive back, who had his best year of college football, really, under Rhett Lashley. He had a really good yards per carry average this past season at Miami, um, but had his most playing time when Rhett Lashley was there. Uh, he's somebody they're very familiar with. He can really go. 
He's your kind of lightning guy, explosive player that, as we found out in 2022, SMU missed that in a big way when Ulysses Bentley went to Ole Miss. And say what you want about him going there and how it worked out for him, but they missed an explosive guy like Ulysses Bentley. Jalen Knighton can be that guy. He really can. You bring in LJ Johnson. He's more of your bruiser, big back, um, had a ton of success uh, in high school. SMU now has the top two running backs from Texas in the class of 2021 on its roster in Kamar Wheaton and LJ Johnson. That's talent. You add in Jalen Knighton, the former four-star out of Deerfield High School uh, in Florida. Uh, that's as talented as a running back room as SMU's had since the death penalty, quite frankly. So uh, this is a group that has the talent. It has the will with a guy like Tyler Levine. Um, Velton Gardner, when he's healthy, should be somebody that can contribute. And Kamar Wheaton has has the upside. So when it came down to how SMU assembled this running back room, this has been a year-long process. They got to SMU and realized that they needed to make some changes. They needed to find some guys that could really go and tote the rock. And I think to an extent, the season supported that. They had moments of flashes like Velton Gardner's run against UCF, Kamar Wheaton showing his flashes throughout the season, Tyler Levine showing what he can do when given bigger opportunities. But overall, they weren't consistent enough. And part of that's the offense line, part of that's the running back group and settling into a new system. But they needed some high, high level football players. That's when Rhett Lashley's offense is really at his best. And I think I said this on the board uh, earlier this, maybe, maybe uh, late last year, but Rhett Lashley loves to run the football. Um, this is a guy that came from the Gus Malzahn tree. Uh, they want to run the football. They want to be physical. Um, and they also have those big play receivers um, that can certainly go down the field. They've had those throughout the years at SMU and, and had those as well at some of his prior stops. So don't let that fool you. Rhett Lashley loves to run the football. And now they have four guys at the very least, five really, who can all do that and have shown flashes throughout their careers of being able to do that. I think Jalen Knighton, uh, from what you know, the coaching staff has said uh, to me, this is somebody that is here to work, is here to really get that opportunity to be potentially a feature back in 2023. When I look at it going into the spring, I think Tyler Levine is your leader. He's probably the guy that deserves the first team reps um, and got that in, in, in the spring last year too. Um, we reported that and that was a big reason why Ulysses Bentley transferred, but you bring back Tyler Levine, he's your leader. Jalen Knighton's going to add that competition. He's going to add that edge and playmaking ability. He's probably, if you're trying to do an early preview, which we are, he's probably your lead back in 2023. He's got that explosiveness and he can catch the football out of the backfield, which Tyler also showed a great ability to do that when given opportunities um, by SMU staff. So I think those two guys are your lead guys. And then you turn to LJ Johnson and Kamar Wheaton, two of the best out of the 2021 recruiting class, two top 100 prospects. And you say, all right, what can you bring us? Kamar Wheaton, you've got to get healthy. You've got to get stronger. We've, we, we've known that um, since following Kamar when he got to SMU's campus. Um, he's somebody that just needs a weight room, needs to develop that toughness and that strength tote the rock as much as he needs to at the college level. LJ Johnson, uh, he's played in a good bit of games in a way for Texas A&M. He hasn't played uh, in a massive role, but he's had moments uh, of success. 
And I, I feel like getting in him into this offense in this role can really help him. Um, he's somebody that has verified impressive athletic uh, athletic ability, uh, rushed for tons, tons and tons and tons of yards uh, in, in Texas high school football at the highest level. Uh, he's really a promising prospect. But I think in the Kamar Wheaton light, in a way, he is young. You have to remember that he's going to have three years of eligibility remaining. If Tyler Levine and Jalen Knighton can really be those guys that emerge, emerge, those two guys can continue to develop. And guess what? The way the running back room worked out last year, they're going to get plenty of burns. So when I look at Kamar Wheaton, when I look at LJ Johnson, those are the future of the running back room. And Casey Woods talking with me about this position said as much. He said, we had to rebalance things. That's important when you're going through the transfer portal is not taking a bunch of one-year guys. They needed the running backs of the future to be solidified. And those are by far Kamar Wheaton and LJ Johnson. Velton Gardner is an older guy. Tyler Veen, one year remaining. Jalen Knighton, he's got two years left, but you kind of hope he's only here for one, quite honestly. That's how high a hopes they have for them. If that's the case, you can get LJ Johnson and Kamar Wheaton some burn, get them more opportunities uh, to succeed as they settle into this into the season. Um and see where it goes. This is a running back room that has tons of talent. When looking at spring practice, the biggest goals for this coaching staff, you've got to get LJ Johnson and Jalen Knighton settled in. They've got to learn the offense, or in Jalen Knighton's case, relearn the offense and go from there. Um, I'm excited to see this group on the offensive side of the ball. This is the number one position for me. You know, Quarterback competition, Preston Stone, Kevin Henry Jennings, that's great. The running back room and how it's been remade is my favorite part of spring practice when it gets going in March. On the other side, of course, the secondary. It's been completely revamped with uh, six new players coming into the fold. When you look at uh, Jalen Knighton, he knows what he's doing in Rhett Lashley's offense. He played a lot early in his career under Rhett Lashley, so that'll be important to get him up to speed on any tweaks. Um, he's a veteran guy. He's going to be a leader, I think. Um, that's what the expectation is for him. For LJ Johnson, same story. You want him to learn the offense, settle in with his position group, and see how things are done. I think the way this team finished with a 3-1 and one mark in November, they didn't win the bowl game. They came close. Um, you know, mistakes happen. But overall, I feel like this group showed that the culture is strong, and you want those two guys to buy into what's going on. Tyler Levine, continue to be that leader. He's shown that, and he's not going to go down without a fight both on the field and in the competition to, to get carries at the running back position. That's just who Tyler is. Kamar Wheaton, the process just has to continue to unfold for him. He's got to get stronger. He's got to find that toughness. Um, we saw him pick up yards after contact uh, in 2022. That was actually something that he was rather good at, uh, believe it or not. So um, as much as he needs to get stronger, he has some of those inherent athletic abilities to be a great running back, and he showed those flashes. I think in the spring, it's just continuing to bring him along, get him stronger, manage his workload, which you can do with you know a clear-cut group of five uh, running backs there to, to all take carries and see where it goes. Velton Gardner, he was nicked up at times in 2022, missed some time. He's somebody that I really hope can get healthy. And again, you can manage his load as an older guy and continue to bring him along. I'd like to see him get a little bit stronger, bulk up a little bit more, 
um, just to kind of withstand some of the pounding. I know it's spring. They have all offseason to do this, but just kind of lay that foundation for him uh, to do that. Two guys that aren't being talked about, and quite honestly, um, you know, hard to you know find a reason why. Brandon Epton Jr., um, who had five carries for 11 yards in 2022, um, and Monte Dawson, who's kind of like a gadget wide receiver running back. Those two guys, I'm interested to see what happens with them. Brandon Epton, awesome dude that loves SMU, and Monte Dawson has just battled a lot of injuries. But Brandon Epton, he redshirted in 2022. I'm interested to see if something happens with him or if they just want to get him that red shirt um, because he played a ton as a true freshman on special teams uh, and got some opportunities at running back. He's still young. He's in that 2021 uh, recruiting class like Kamar Wheaton and LJ Johnson. Um, he's somebody that's got an SMU tattoo. So we'll see if he sticks around. Um, I think he's somebody that can benefit from just sticking with the process and seeing how it plays out for him uh, for at least another year. And, and then maybe he's, he's got his degree at that point and he can kind of assess from there. But the transfer portal window closes uh, in five days, I believe. So we'll find out if he's going to be in uh, the portal or obviously stay at SMU. Uh, if he hasn't entered the transfer portal just yet, it seems like it's trending toward um, you know him staying. But they can sit down in class in that spring semester, enter the portal, and then have their scholarship that whole semester. So I'm not saying that's going to happen with Brandon Epton, but as somebody who's now the clear-cut sixth guy on the running back room, uh, you've got to wonder uh, what he's thinking a little bit. And then the wild card of the bunch, Roger Daniels, uh, had a really impressive finish to the 2022 season. This is somebody that, you know, coming out of high school, the Duncanville program, um, you know, flipped from Baylor to SMU late. He leaves the team after three games. His dad passes away, and he says to Rhett Lashley, can I come back? And this was also around the time that SMU had injuries at the slot position. Jake Bailey was out for the year. And he comes back, and I got to say, he just did a terrific job of just rebuying in. This is not a bad kid. This is not somebody that, you know, was trying to quit and, and really kind of leave uh, his team in the dust. They had an honest conversation. Uh, he felt like it was in his best interest at that point to redshirt and potentially transfer. His dad passes away and he says, Rhett Lashley, can I come back? And uh, Rhett Lashley said, yes. And he bought back in. He got in the Navy game, had two receptions for 30 yards, um, had some burn in the Cincinnati game, played all the rest of the way. Uh, and then, mind you, you know, was a factor in the kick return game. Had a couple mishaps there and, and punt return and things like that too early on. Um, and, and just some young mistakes overall, uh, but really uh, had some explosive plays, had a punt return for 49 yards against Memphis, um, you know, had some had some plays um, against uh, Cincinnati or against Tulsa, two returns for 32 yards. I think he's somebody that, you know, late in the year really found his groove. Um, he had a touchdown against BYU. Um, he opened the season with uh, that long touchdown against North Texas. Things really looked like he was going up. Uh, or was going up, up for him. Um, and then, you know, the thing happened with his dad. But what they did do is late in the season, they got him involved in the run game. He had 10, 10 carries for 59 yards against BYU. He kind of kept SMU alive there for a little bit with the run game, uh, facing some injuries. Tyler Veen got nicked up. He got nicked up. Uh, uh, Roger Daniels got nicked up late in that game as well. But um, he showed some really impressive versatility that really started uh, in the tail end of that Tulane game. Uh, rushing three times for 18 yards 
Um, followed that up with three carries for 25 yards against Memphis. He's a gadget guy. And I think he's potentially your return guy, quite honestly. You know, Keyshawn Smith is really impressive. He's going to have a say in that. But if you're looking for someone that SMU wants to see take that next step and be reliable back there, it's got to be Roderick Daniels in the return game. And if he does that, that takes a lot of pressure off those guys uh, and takes some injury risk away from some of the guys you're expecting to be starters, like a Jordan Curley, a Keyshawn Smith, guys like that. Look, I mentioned Roderick Daniels with the running backs. He's listed as the wide receiver, but with what he did, how could you not mention him as a wild card in this running back room? So um, with that, guys, I think you know an early prediction here is Jalen Knighton and Tyler Levine are your two starters um, at running back. I think those are the guys that are going to carry the load. And then LJ Johnson and Kamar Wheaton. Um, and this is going to be a room that is going to be really special to watch uh, as the spring unfolds and as uh, the fall unfolds. So uh, we'll continue to track it all uh, at ontheponeyexpress.com. Subscribe for $10 uh, and check us out and get on board uh, for the rest of what is a crazy transfer portal run. We covered that on uh, Thursday night's podcast uh, with those four commitments that we covered on that edition. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, share our YouTube channel, tell your friends to subscribe to the YouTube channel and on theponyexpress.com. We'll be doing these position by position previews um, pretty much every week uh, leading up to spring ball. So going to get one out, one a week out and uh, hope you guys enjoy them and have a great rest of the weekend. We'll be back next week. And we will reset where things stand with the roster. It's move-in weekend. Uh, We'll see if there are some fireworks for SMU here uh, on the transfer front or if all goes according to plan. So with that, have a great weekend. And we'll catch you next time on the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 5332 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 